Blog Talk Radio. Flyers in seven games, although it was a rough and tumble affair with a lot of uh, stroking out moments. We got the job done. The fans were there. The fans' hearts were palpitating, but we suffered through it and emerged victorious. So I'm happy. Glad to hear it. Uh, how about now? How now? Apparently, you're not so happy if you're going to start off with a rant, uh, but I'm sure you're happy about the victory. I mean, this is better than doing a whole funeral about how the season went. We got we lost in the first round and AV, and so so go ahead on. Chris the Meat's here. This is a special Chris the Meat is here. I'm, I'm surprised he put down the harem long enough to come listen to the internet radio. Oh, All right. Nice. Let's get right yeah, you to go it. Ahead. Let's get right to it. We've got... We've got hundreds of people in this chat room, thousands listening around the world. And you know what they are? They are Ranger fans. They are loyal. They are not Henny Penny, Chicken Little, the sky is fucking falling when it's two games to two. They're not panicking. They press on. They march on. They take their pills, whatever medication they got to take, and they get through it. They don't complain. They don't bitch. They don't bail on the team. In game fucking six, because they got... And now here we are at the top of the first round hill, 
looking down at the flyers below us and their cesspool of fans and players. Only the strong survive. If you are not a strong Ranger fan, I don't want you on my bus. Get off to the rear. You don't bail. Oh, it's 2-2. We only got a split Philadelphia. Tough. This is what it means to be a Ranger fan. If you lived through 1994, you know that nothing comes easy. The hardest wins are the fourth wins. And you don't get them easily. You don't always blow out the Capitals to win the series or blow out the Islanders. It's a struggle. It's a back and forth. It's up and down. You're shitting your pants. You're throwing up, bleeding. You're slitting your wrists. You're overdosing on Xanax and amylopidine and every other fucking pill you got in your drawer. (laughs) You don't bail when it's two to... Oh, they lost in Philly. We're not winning tomorrow night. This series is over. We're done. Oh, fire AV, Rick Nash. You suck. Fuck you. I'm going to the second round, and who's with me? I'm here. All right. That's all I need. I got Eddie. Uh, I don't need any of you. <laughs> I don't need any of you Pollyannas. I don't need you negative Nellies. I don't need you. Chick McLittles. Let me, let me continue this rant. Well, let me just strap it in. in. Strap yourselves right. in. Right. Strap it on. Whatever you got to do. Wait, hold on. The mega powers of internet radio. I'm the macho man. I'm reaching. I'm headed for the turnbuckle. I can barely get there, and I slap Eddie's head, and here comes the Hulkster. Here he comes. Get in there, Geico. Strap it in. Strap yourselves in. Strap it on. Whatever you got to do, get it done. Get it done. You chicken littles. You Pollyannas. You, you whatever. <laughs> the sky is falling. The sky is Holy! Trade Lundquist, he's not a clutch goalie, put in Talbot! All of you, for shame! For shame! Trade, oh, Jacob Voracek's a beast! Well, that beast is on the golf course! The Rangers got it done! Dan Carcillo, of all people! He got it done! Claude Giroux sticking his in a face-off circle. He didn't get it done. Mr. MVP nominee. Guess what? You don't get the MVP for getting knocked out in the first round. The Rangers came to play. They got that job done. It wasn't pretty. It's never going to be easy. And if you people think it's going to be easy, you're fools. And the people who think it's easy and they should have won this game and we really didn't make it so tough and I give up. Get out. I'm throwing you right out of the plane at 50,000 feet without a parachute. Die. I want to hear a big giant splat. I want range of fans that are going to be with it every game. I'm not watching Game 7. I can't take it. They should have won Game 6. No heart. Rick Nash is a bust. Can't take it. This guy, blah, blah, blah. Blame it on every one guy. 
I'm sorry. I don't want you. Get out. Turning your jerseys at the door. Dumbasses. Good night, everybody. How come? <laughs> and these flyers. They're stupid. Claude Giroux looks like Harpo Marx. Like, Scott Hartnell looks like Raggedy Andy. I, I'm so glad to see their stupid faces anymore. The Flyer fans, those low-class, disgusting low-lifes. Hit the They're bricks. They're, They're animals. animals. Every last one of them. They're animals. They're wildlings, for those of you that partake in Game of Thrones. They're wildlings. Yes. You, you fair-weather fans... Send your old Ranger jerseys to Blue Shirt Underground. We got people here who could need them, that'll use them and wear them in pride and won't give up. Suck it. That's all I've got to say. Boy, we're in a lot of trouble against the Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're fucked. <laughs> oh, we're screwed. Oh, all right, now that we got the, now that we've served notice to the chicken littles out there, <coughs> now let's address the faithful with the with the before we, uh, before we get to uh, before we get down to it, get down to business, get down to beeswax, as you like to say. Uh, we have a little one other little bit of unfinished business. Trevor Linden had a meeting with the Sedines, and they were like, this is just not going to work. This guy is just... I mean, I agree with that. I mean, you know, listen, we, I don't think it was a fan. Well, that's what you said, basically. I don't think there was a Ranger fan. I don't think there was a Canuck fan. I don't think there was any expert that said, you know what? John Tortorella is the right guy for that job. He basically was the guy that came with the most with the, the best resume, you know, career-wise. But as of right. recent, guy sucks. Whether Tortorella will tell you, well, I'm surprised I got fired because I made three rounds of, uh, four round, three rounds of playoffs in the last two years or whatever. I won three. 
you know, uh, you see what you do to teams. You're a cancer. Yeah. You're an embarrassment, and uh, get out. <laughs> now, if I may transition, I mean, I, I don't know what's more to say about it. I mean, I'm surprised he wasn't it. fired earlier. That's about it. That's it. That our fans were <clears throat> clamoring for the song, so <clears throat> we yeah. do believe in giving people what they want. I mean, he's going to – I think this is it for him. I can't see him getting signed. He's, first of all, he's going to be making money for the next couple of years. He'll probably go to broadcasting, like he initially tried to do before he went to the Rangers. Russ Cohen was saying today on Facebook that he could go coach in the KHL and still collect an NHL and still collect his NHL paycheck. Maybe he'll go to the KHL. Oh, wow. Any, anybody oh. in the NHL that hires him as a head coach right now, it completely, it's insanity. It's just, just insanity. But you know why? Oh, I, I just want to, the final one is he can't coach young players. So what? I, and I don't think he can coach older players either. With this yeah, really. So only, you really maybe the case. Bring a, <laughs> oh, go, go ahead. No, he, he can't. Old, he can't coach old, but he can't coach young. So I mean, it's over. Well, I was just gonna say that maybe the KHL will be the perfect place for him. He can coach guys that can't understand what he's saying. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, come on. Him and Sully. Right. Yep, Sully fired right. too. Smiley. Now, what do you think of Dan Carcillo, Eddie? He's winning the heart and mind of me, man. That's all I can say. It's it's very tough pill to swallow, but this guy is scoring some big goals for the New York Rangers, and that's what counts. That's what counts at the end of the day. And when I look back at this series and I say, hey, Carcillo scored two big goals for the Rangers. He didn't shit the bed. He didn't screw the pooch. He didn't pull a Derek step on. You know, uh, I'll get to him later. Uh, didn't uh, choke, and he put the deposit the puck in the net, and these are the guys, and really they were the guys, the Dominic Moores, the, the Dan Carcillos, really were the guys that were the difference in this series. Stepan did not have a great series. Give it a break, Justin. Great. It was the lunch pail Look guys that got great. it done. Look at the word great. It was the lunch oh. pail guys. That's right. And that's the guys we've been clamoring for for years. But this series, it can't be that. It has to be that, but what we need is the big guys. Oh, we're not going to do well. We're not going to do well. And the key to the whole series is the second line. When that second line plays well, the Rangers get a lot of shots on net. They get a lot of opportunities. If that line does not show up, they're not going to be in other games. Considering that the power play, we joked about Torchy's power play, that power play is looking fucking worse and worse. They've got to get Brad Richards off that fucking point. If I see that fucking dumb cough go behind the net as slow as possible at his own end, lollygagging, it's 30 seconds off the clock, 
every Ranger probably seems like it's 15 seconds. The other team, I could, uh, I'm closing my eyes for three minutes, four minutes, it seems. <laughs> I'm sick of Brad Richards going behind that net, regrouping four times a power play. Get him off. And I'm calling for it. Now, I think Kevin Klein had a pretty good series. And I know you people want to, you know, stroke off to John Moore and his mediocrity. But I'm calling for it, Jen. Get the music ready. Uh-oh. In order to get the, the last time the power play looked good was when Rafi Diaz, my man, was on there. When Rafael Diaz... I know the key to the win in the game, too. <laughs> now, John Moore's played well, even strength, but that power play, what you give up defensively having Rafi Diaz will be minimal <coughs> compared to the momentum shifts that you give to a team when your power play looks horrible and they get a penalty kill. The Swixican must be injected into the lineup. I'm not saying every game, but spot him and see how he does. Just to shake things up. Because that power play right now is abysmal. It's annoying to watch. It's it's almost gives the other team, and the Flyers certainly did it, cause to do anything they want. So I... You know, I have some bones to pick with the Rangers uh, in a lot of areas. They won this series mainly because Henrik Lundqvist is a, a world-class goalie. Um, they have a they have a better defensive core, but the Rangers should, it should have never been this close. The Flyers were gimped up defensively. Um, their uh, the Flyers forwards I thought didn't play all that well. I mean, um, in big spots, they didn't come through for them. They made Steve Mason look like Jacques Plant. I mean, Mason had a good series. Uh, you know, the first line needs to be more dominant than they are. I mean, there's a lot of things. I thought McDonough played his best game in Game 7. and uh, But there were games in this series where they completely took off. Like, they gave up. They were, like, down a goal, and it was like, okay, it's all over, guys. Let's escape for the next second. They can't do that. they got to keep the pressure on. That special teams has to get better. You're going against the best power play in the league. Penalty killing's got to be a lot better. The face-offs, abysmal. I don't care what the stats say. They could say 50% all night. I'm watching the game. Every big face-off they lose. Dominic Moore is the only guy I trust on a face-off. There's a lot of the little things they're not doing well. And they got to shore that up if they're going to run with the Penguins. Now, I don't, do I think the Penguins got some liabilities? Yeah, I think the goaltender is a little bit of a liability. Everybody knows that. You know? But they got a lot of weapons. Crosby and Malkin and Neal and Kunitz and 
I mean, these guys are, uh, are good. I mean, the Rangers, I thought, have played Pittsburgh pretty well this season. I don't know what the scores are, but I remember it being pretty like, okay, this isn't, isn't too overwhelming. I think uh, they, were, they split the series, split the season 2-2. Uh, without looking at the scores, I think the Rangers blew them out once. Pittsburgh blew the Rangers out once, and then the other two were close, if I remember correctly. Rangers beat them like 5-1, but I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they didn't have Crosby or Malkin in the lineup. But, you know, it it seems to me that it's usually not the Crosbys and Malkins that hurt the Rangers. It's usually the James Neal and the Chris Kunitz and, you know, it's those guys. The guys who go to the net, They first of all, they've got to protect Henrik Lundqvist. I, you know, how many times in this series did I see, the ref, first of all, the refs, I know I'm not going to go into the refs being bad. You all know that. But apparently in the Ranger Flyer series, you could grab a guy in front of the net. I mean, Wade Simmons always had his arm around some Ranger in front of the Rangers net, and all you do is get a warning. Come on, boys, break it up. Break it up. I mean, so the Rangers have to establish you cannot go in that crease. Hit them after the whistle. I'd rather see that kind of penalty by the Rangers establishing that kind of play in front of that than some stupid offensive zone hooking penalty. I mean, if they're going to – I want to see them play tougher in front of their net. And uh, that's something I – and I also want to see the coach be tougher on his players. If you take a stupid penalty, you're missing some time. And they've got to solve this power play. They, they, the Rangers did not make adjustments in this, in this Flyers series. They wanted on pure – Determination, and that they had a better. I think they had a better overall team. Philadelphia figured that the Rangers were going to work the puck to the point on the power play, and get shots, and you know get people in front of the net from the point. But everything had to generate from the point, so they covered the point men, and that's why you saw so many block shots by the Flyers, and then that's why you saw so, they have to make adjustments. Adjustments, get the puck down low, go to the net, and make. Either go to the net with the puck and shoot or make a diagonal pass to another forward. You cannot, everything cannot generate at the point, especially when you've got Brad Richards, who doesn't have a hard shot. You know he's going to pass. Or whether you have Dan Girardi out there or, uh, you know, I, I think at one point last night they did have Moore and McDonough out there or at least more, which I'd rather see than, you know, steady Dan Girardi. So they need to make adjustments. The thing I like, the, the two things I like before I end this little soapbox I'm on, two things is the Rangers get a full reboot. They start fresh now. They got the little, they got the, the okay, it's our first time as a group. The new coach, that's out of the way. That series is over. They got that series under the belt, under their belt. And I think because it's the, I mean, it's the Penguins, they'll be more um, focused because they know Pittsburgh's got some superstars and some of the best players in the league. And I think they'll consider themselves the real underdogs and really work even harder to be more consistent. But the key is they've got to have that second line do what they do. And not just at home, but on the road. The Zuccarello line, I thought, looked very good at home, on the road at times. They kind of dis- disappeared. Broussard has to score. 
he's got to contribute. He's got no goals yet. Uh, so you've got to get that, and I think they have a shot. I I can't see playing that inconsistently, 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 the way they played against the Flyers, beating the Penguins. I, you can tell me Mark Andre Fleury's a fish, but uh, you know I don't think that will be the difference when they have so many good guys up front. So they've got to buckle down and improve. They cannot play like they played against the Flyers. That's my summation of the whole thing. I agree with you wholeheartedly. My two my two things for this series, if they're gonna, if they are, to me, and it, the only, I don't want to say the only way, but their chances of beating the Penguins are slim if they do not fix their special teams. And I don't know how you how how well you could fix your special teams with a day off if they do not fix their special teams and if they and if they don't play. 60 minutes every night. I know that's a hockey cliche that I hate to use, but it's true. The pe- the Penguins are not going to let them take periods off or games off like they did against the Flyers. They took game two off after they got the lead. They took game four off after they got the lead. They took game six off completely. And then the other parts of the series, they took periods off. That won't cut it against the Penguins. They are they are too skilled up front, and they will make the Rangers pay. My other concern is that, you know, one of the ways that dis- at least what I think to disrupt the Penguins is to play them physical, as physical as you possibly can. They don't like that. Who's going to be that guy? Carcillo. He can be, but are you really going to put Carcillo out there against Crosby and Malkin? If they're on a line together, I mean, you know, some of these guys are going to have to find have to find their toughness and have to find their physicality. Guy, it can't be Zuccarello all the time. I can't say this enough. I don't want the five foot seven hundred eighty pound guy in there in all the middle of all the scrums, at all the most out of the entire roster. The only guy I don't think I'd want to fight and take my chances with is Matt Zuccarello. Anybody else on that team, I'll take a shot. Get me in a bar fight. Who, do, who, do, who don't you want to get in a bar? Matt Zuccarello. The rest of them, I'll take my chances. Yeah, I mean, it's the age-old question. We see these small guys with, like, these big hearts, and we just don't understand why that isn't the makeup of the entire team. Why can't you get 18 guys who are like this? I guess it's just not in people's personalities. <laughs> you know, but I, um, you know. Just to, I mean, we've talked about it. You know, Mark Stahl, he's got a long fuse. You know, he's another guy. He's got a long fuse. We've seen him snap a few times. But, you know, he's another guy. You know, he's he's a technical even guy John, as opposed to a physical guy. You know what I mean? Right. And even John Moore, who I think is a good fighter, even him as, you know, being a third-pairing guy, if he can get some physical play, and he surely can stand up to guys, anybody in the league. And But he's another guy with an extremely long fuse. And, you know, he's considered an offensive guy. I, I really think it's important that the Rangers do not put up with the bullshit that they pulled up, they put up with. 
And I'm all for turn the other cheek and do that, but don't give me the other crap where you take stupid penalties the whole game. Rangers got to be more disciplined. I mean, game seven, they won two to one on goals from Benoit Pouliot and Dan Carcillo. Now, Pouliot has been a godsend. I'll say it right now. I've, I've been criticizing the whole series for the bad penalties, but who would think that we would get this much out of Benoit Pouliot? Nobody. He may be having the best season of his career. And, of course, I called him Pouliot before he scored. As soon as I bash a guy, he's going he's gonna to score. So I, maybe I should just bash everybody the whole game. Um, so, yes, I agree with you. The special teams has got to get better. And like you said, in one day it has to get better. You just hope that Pittsburgh uh, is watching some old tape as opposed to some new tape. Right. You know, because the new tape, the new tape is showing how to, to solve the Rangers in their power play. But I want you guys to remember, everybody in this chat room and everybody across the world, when Brad Richards is taking that puck from his own blue line and going back into his own zone to regroup, I'm screaming somewhere. <laughs> you may hear me. You may actually hear me. Um, where are you on Rick Nash? I know we had the big discussion with your buddy Dimitri last show about Rick Nash. Now, you can't tell me the guy was invisible yesterday. No, but I'll tell you what, in the span of about eight minutes, uh, maybe two or th- maybe within two or three shifts, he, he did all the, he did both things that I was talking about the last, the other night when we were on. There was one, there was one sequence where he didn't have the puck and the Rangers had the puck along the boards in the flyer zone. He was away from the puck and he was completely stationary at the top of the circle. No movement, nothing. He was just literally standing there. Then a, then a few minutes later, he had the puck. He had a guy on his back, and he's, using, he's got the one stick out with the puck and kind of using his arm and his strength to maneuver with the puck, and he wound up getting a shot on goal. Totally, I'm telling he is, he is a, it sounds so stupid to say it, but he needs the puck better with it than he is without it. He's better when he can use his strength and move himself into a position to shoot than he is at five. Gabrick, I think, was the other way around. Gabrick was a guy that could find open space. And you get him the puck and he put it in the net. I think Nash is the right. opposite. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm seeing something that nobody else – maybe nobody else is seeing what I'm seeing. Or I'm, you know, maybe I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I've considered that too. But I just think he is much, much better when he's got the puck than when he doesn't. I just – I saw the effort there. I saw – I mean, I – I asked this to, to the guys, is he, is he invisible or is he snake bit? I mean, and Mason made a tremendous glove save on him last night. He just can't buy a goal, I think. I don't know. I mean, what, I mean, there have been games where he's not been noticeable in the Flyers series. 
And I Absolutely. certainly appreciate the criticism that he's gotten. I mean, it's deserved. But at times, he seems like he's completely snake bit. And, and the Ranger fan will use, well, he's getting paid to score goals. And I certainly understand that. But it, if it doesn't happen and he's putting in the maximum effort, I, I don't know how to feel about him. Like, he had five hits. He had five shots on goal last night. He was super involved in a game seven. Now, am I going to go be posting uh, milk cartons with his face on it like all these internet jokers on Facebook? <laughs> like, it's the first time it's ever been done. Am I going to have pictures of him as the invisible man going around Chinatown? No, I'm not going to do it. But they're going to need him and Martin St. Louis, St. Louis to, to really step up. And at least counter Neil and Kunitz or maybe <laughs> That, um, uh, Crosby and Kunitz goal-wise. Because I don't know how they're going to be able to do it otherwise. They need their first and second lines to carry the load. They need their defensemen to play well. I mean, they need everything working on cylinders to win this series. This is the way it, they need to be playing like the Rangers were playing right before <laughs> the Olympic break. That's the kind of Rangers team we need to see. And I think A.V.'s got to be better at adjustments. And he's got to have a more a firm hand on, on players that are not. And, and you know what? Uh, I'm also, I'm done with J.T. Miller. I'm done with him. Done. That's it. <laughs> he's all nervous for game six. He was a total non-entity. I don't know why he even got the Broadway hat. He should have been sent down if the Hartford's even playing anymore. I'm done with him. Should have got the, hat, the Hartford hat? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he should have gotten the Hartford hat. Done with him. I'd rather have Carcillo now. I'm done with Jesper Fast in the playoffs. Try to make the team next year. We'll work on you, whatever. Done. You're a non-entity. I know you got one assist in that series. That ain't cutting it. <sighs> done. All right. Hmm. <laughs> Mm, I'm done with, and we're actually done with those guys. They said they had goodbyes and farewells last night. Oh, they did get a farewell? Yes, they said, thank you. We've been a great season, blah, blah, blah. Stay tuned for Geico game night. Get out of here. Did Sammy announce his, uh, his new five-year contract extension? He really get a five-year contract extension. Oh, that'd be great. That would mean we got a five-year contract extension. <laughs> she gets some hair extensions. You need two pay. <laughs> his two pay has been resigned. <laughs> Not him. Just his. <laughs> just the two pay. Rug. Just his rug. Now Mick Letty uh. was. Well, there's another thing I want to talk about. Praise Jesus! I finally heard it. Listen, I've been critical of Dave Maloney. In his couple games he's announced on TV, I think he's wonderful on the radio. Praise Jesus that I finally got a homer up in that booth. Did you hear him go, oh, baby? Like he was 
He was ecstatic that the Rangers were winning. He couldn't be contained. He no, I was, was rooting <clears throat> for the Rangers. I was watching. I had to watch on NBC Sports Network last night. Oh, Jimmy would have loved it. It, it reminded me. It reminded yeah. me of JD. It reminded me of Bill Chadwick. I couldn't understand half what he was saying on a couple of goals. Baby, like I, it be still my heart that there was an actual Ranger fan in the booth, and I have to deal with the, the bias. I mean, the unbiasedness of Sam Rosen, you know. So, hopefully, Micheletti has more setbacks with his uh, Achilles tendon. <laughs> well, actually, it doesn't be, you know, it doesn't really benefit us now. Anyway, since we're done with that team. Well, well Joe does do some work for NBC Sports. He's often well, the uh, he's often the idiot in the box down there where Pierre is. Depends on I which, which team you get. I'm <clears> having <throat> more problems. I've had more problems with Rosen. You know, one uh, of the Micheletti. One I'm, of the games I'm in not the first fa- round. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, just said I'm not. A, I'm not affected by Micheletti's blandness and just like. I'm, I, I can't stand the un. Well, they're calling that Dave this year. They're, they call that when Maloney's like basically saying that. What did he do there? What, what did the Ranger do there to get a penalty? Nothing. Right. Oh, uh, they're calling that Dave. You know, like that whole thing. There mm-hmm. uh, come the Flyers. They're not going to give up. <laughs> and what is John Gia? What is that? That packaging peanut man, John Giannone, do anyway. He just relays what he taught the assistant coach told him. Couldn't they have, like, some kind of fluky down there, just, or flunky, just to tell Sam and Joe what the assistant coach said, and then they say it on the air? They got to go down to that buffoon? Oh, John Gia drone. Droning on. <clears throat> They, right, they put him on. They put him on TV, and you see the ads when they go down between the glass. You ready to go to the phones? We got Joe Catroni on yeah, hold. Let's see what he's got to say. All right, let's see. Joe, Kim, Eddie, <laughs> Kim, I haven't seen a performance like that since the '75 Rangers. <laughs> all right, a couple of things. How you, <clears throat> One, doing, Joe? you guys started off. You guys started off the show with all these buffoons on the on the boards, and oh, I'm gonna give up. I'm not watching this game. Basically, like I said on the boards, take put your tampon back in, shut up. They're a bunch of amateurs. We don't have time for amateurs. Right. This is the pro. Exactly. End of story. Exactly. Secondly, I called it Rangers in seven. Everybody's like, oh my god, no, don't say that. You know, we can't do it any other way. And usually. Based on the, usually playoff series go longer historically in the first round. It's the second round that usually you get the, in the five sweeps, five, six. And that's why I'm saying this year we're finally going to beat the Penguins, Rangers in six. That's my story. I'm sticking to it, and I'll tell you why. Because the Rangers finally play four lines. 
We have a fourth line that can go out and cause a lot of problems, chip in goals, get the pucks, and cause a lot of problems for the other teams, regardless who we play. The Penguins are not nearly as deep as they used to be. They barely have a fourth line. They're already banged up. The tally's hurt. Sutter's hurt. Something's going on with Crosby. Even at 50%, he can assist on goals. But he's playing hurt, no doubt about it. They're ripe for the picking. No doubt about it. And if we're going to beat them in a playoff series, this is the year we're going to do it. we got all our guns. I hope Kreider comes back by middle of this series. And uh, and I think Carcillo needs to be in the lineup. I think Dorsett needs to be in the lineup. Cause those little pricks. All problems. And no pussyfooting around. Not trying to match skill for skill. But I'll put my four lines against of the Rangers against the Penguins right now. That's how I feel. And I usually... I usually don't make stupid bold predictions, but I'm, I'm, go, I'm going out on a limb and I'm saying Rangers in six. I think the Penguins are right for the book. Now you see, ladies and gentlemen, this is a phone call. This is That's a right. Ranger fan. This is a man who steps up and says, you know what, it's a journey, and I'm in it. This is the guy right. we want to go to war with, right, Eddie? We go to war with the Catronis. Hey, I lived through 94, okay? We know how it went. You went through the Swept the Islanders, five with the Capitals, and then the real war began. And I, will, I, can, I can honestly say I lost years off my life watching them win that cup. <laughs> I lost my years, and I lost my job. I went up to New York for three weeks and watched them win that cup, and I watched them in the parade, and I would do it all over again. And you know what? As Dennis Leary said, aren't those the worst years of your life, folks? The diaper-wearing kidney dialysis years? You can have them. I want to see another cup. And that's that. So if it ain't this year, no problem. But hopefully I get to see another one. And I think the Rangers, like I said, I think the Penguins are right for the picket. I think they got, <clears throat> they got stood up against Columbus. If Columbus had a couple more years of experience in the playoffs, I think they would have beat them. And I think the Rangers are going to be watching a lot of video uh, today and tomorrow of that series. And I think Pittsburgh's going down. Well, I think Columbus <clears throat> Columbus did what I was talking about before. Columbus hit him in the mouth over that's and over. Right. And that's why I like Carcillo and I like Dorsett. And I like and you know what? To be honest with you, Dorsett and Carcillo are, are the guys that I consider. I always say faces you'd love to punch: the Steve Ox, the Chris Neals the Ronaldos, the Sestitos, those are the guys you just want to punch. But I tell you what, and and might have gone gotten overlooked, but at the end of game six, when Dorsett fucking dumped those guys and started all that bullshit, they, you basically said, hey, yeah, you guys got us this game. We ain't going out. We're not just going to let you walk out of this building with a win. We're going to punch in your mouth, and then we're going back to the garden tomorrow night. And that's what they did. And – I love it. Love it. And we need more of that. So, in terms of Nash, I'm a big Nash guy. I think his defense is way underrated. That play he made uh, deflecting that puck on Tiemannan, when Tiemannan had a day and a half to take a shot and deflected it out of play. That one and Dan Girardi's deflection of Giroux, who basically had Hank on his, on his chest and out of the play yeah. in front of the crease. Yep. Those, those efforts right there. That, that epitomized the whole game last last night. We played blocky again for one game, and it worked, and we're on to the second round. 
That's all I have to say. All right. That's the phone call, ladies and gentlemen, as my co-host said. That's right. And, and look for tomorrow. You're going to get a nice – I'm making one for Eddie. A nice comic book for the Rangers for the second round. They'll be fighting right. tomorrow. You'll see it. On that note, I got to go. I got to go get right, ready Joe. for game, uh, game one. Joe, happy birthday right. to, to, the, to the young one there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Happy birthday. Take All care, right, Joe. All right. Good night. Good night. Joe Cattrall. Let me just – that's a man. Let me just tell you. That's a man. Let me tell you about that man. He predicted the Rangers in six. There isn't a mental institution that's close enough for him to go to right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always kidding. That's a fan. I mean, Columbus isn't all that great. Now, Columbus plays a tough brand of hockey. I don't think the Rangers can do it. But the Rangers did beat Columbus in a war. Late in the season, yep. I mean that game was probably the best game <coughs> of the year. Uh, I certainly think the Rangers have the better goaltender, even though you know Bobrovsky is certainly very good. And I said this is the fly. The Rangers have a better defense than Columbus could offer, and they have a little bit more experience. They certainly don't have the toughness up front, but that's not the Rangers' game. The Rangers' game is counter and speed. And, Jim, I, I sincerely believe you, so you're going against the number one power play in the league. You've got to be better at penalty killing, and you've got to get that power play going. Um, it surely can happen. I, I, again, if I think the Rangers play at the level they played before the Olympics, I really thought the Rangers could beat anybody in the league, even the immortal Boston, who was, last time I checked, was losing to the Canadians. Yeah, Break up Le Habitant. What's the score in that game at this point? 2-0. Two 2-0. Nothing. Two nothing. So, uh, you you know, it's call possible. Hold when you're ready. All right, we'll, excuse All right, we'll, take, we'll take another call. <clears throat> and then we got to figure out, <clears throat> excuse me, when we're coming back. Because in a game tomorrow, they're off on Saturday, but then you got a game Sunday and Monday. So... Uh, we wait till Tuesday. There'll be three games into this already. Then we do a post game if we got them. <clears throat> when Sunday or to, or tomorrow? Yes, yeah, Sunday. I mean, we could do Sunday. Yeah, we could do that if the game ends on time. That'll be ten thirty your time. All right, let's go back to the phone, and you and I could kibitz off air when we're gonna come back. Okay. Three four seven. You're on air. Is this Dimitri? Who's 347? It's Dimitri. Oh, there you are. Oh, the co-host. Nice. Him have a nice talk. I'll bow oh. out. No, I'm sorry. You don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> I'm sorry. Voice is not there after last night. Uh, neither was the heart. I almost died in the third period. Um, I had <laughs> uh, You mentioned Rick Nash before. Um, I think he had more hits last night than he had the entire season, to be honest. I think he had uh, more hits. Last night, they had the entire season. Um, the only thing that scares me against Pittsburgh, let's be honest, is um, they they, uh, they let off the pedal. Um, and that's the one team that scares the hell out of me when they talk about coming back against us as the Pittsburgh Penguins. We cannot play against the Penguins like we did against the Flyers this, this series in the third period because we saw what they did against Columbus. They've come back, I think, what, out of the four games they won twice in the third period. So it's just... 
we all know it. They they cannot let off the pedal, and that's something that AV had had an issue with in Vancouver when he went to the finals uh, against Boston. Um, you know, his team's there. They love let off the pedal too. So that's one thing to look uh, to look forward to and see if that's getting me the case with the Rangers because a couple of years ago, I remember everybody remembers that game one in Pittsburgh where I think they were leaning two nothing or three nothing, and they lost that game. And that changed the momentum of the series when Yager hit the post with like five seconds left. I know everybody remembers that game. Um, that's, I, I think that's going to be key for them is just play 60 minutes of hockey, which I think, uh, like Jim said, they really, they really do this year. They, they need to play a 60-minute game every single game. No well, they certainly, can't, they certainly can't go into the third period, you know, in, in essence, killing a 20-minute power play. That's what we saw a little bit of last night, uh, and which made it worse is that the Flyers got that goal very early in the third period. And there was a, moments where the Rangers did push back a little bit, but I felt there were so many moments where the Rangers couldn't clear their zone when they were just like inches from the blue line. I think it was Dominic Mori. He had an opportunity to clear, and it was, he didn't have just enough strength to get over that blue line. I don't want those moments. They need to keep pressing 60 minutes, like you said. No, definitely. Eddie, just to go back to what you were talking about before with the face-offs, Derek Stepan mm-hmm. cannot go 42% or excuse me, 43% on face-offs against the Penguins. He just can't. It's got to be better. I know face-offs are not his strength, so naturally that's why he plays center. But can't. <laughs> Brad, Brad Richards. Brad Richards cannot go forty-five percent on power play faceoffs. Again, that is. I've been saying that. I don't know how many years. They lose the faceoff on the power play, and boom, pucks down ice. That's twenty seconds off your power play. By the time the puck gets down the other end of the ice, you get it, regroup, and get back into the zone. If you're lucky, it's twenty seconds. I think Benoit Pouliot got our faceoffs, and Brad Richards and Step on our. Remember him winning those faceoffs on the forehand. Oh my God! Yep. Richards, is, Richards takes every offensive zone faceoff though. It, he's out there for ninety percent of those faceoffs. Yep, it's, it's a little scary. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think he's the key to, to get off. I mean, I mean, really, do you look at those stats and say, "Oh well, you know, well he's our guy." Brian I mean, Boyle, I, I, you know, for make as adjustment. well as he played, for as well as Brian Boyle played in this series, he cannot go thirty-six percent on faceoffs. Are you kidding me? That's no, just not yeah. good enough. Tell me how – everybody can tell – well, he was playing the wing, too. I, I, but he still – he took 25 face-offs. And another problem with Pittsburgh is if they lose these face-offs in a defensive zone, Pittsburgh actually has D-men that can score. These D-men actually have shots. Niskanen's yeah, there. Paul Martin's there. Latang's there. These guys can score. Holy Mata. Yeah. Mata, too. Score, I mean – so. Rico Fata. Yeah, you're not going Holy against Mata. Andrew Mc... <laughs> Hello, Mata. Hello, Fada. Hello, Fada. Well, <laughs> we should the, get uh, that song queued up. <laughs> the uh, Flyers had fixed the connection back then, so we got lucky. Uh, um, no, I think there are a lot of concerns, and there's got to be adjustments, and if, we'll see what AV's got. The Rangers cannot play like against the Flyers the way they play. The Rangers should have won. Come on, guys. Rangers should have won this series in six games, maybe five. I'll say five. I'll say five games. There's no way. That game three, well, game two, they should have won game two. Game three, which they did win, and game four, you know, these were all winnable games. 
I felt like the only game they played awful in was game six, and that was their their brain fart. I don't know what happened that game, but. Well, uh, you know, game well, six. Well, I'll tell you what happened in that game. The first five, uh, the, uh, game six, they came out flying. I thought, right. after and five minutes, five minutes into that game, I thought, right. And then Pouliot took the penalty, and it was all over. Yeah. That was, the turning point of that game was five minutes into the first period. The Rangers came out. They were flying. They were swarming. I thought, there's no way they're losing this game. Look at this. This is amazing. Pouliot took the, the penalty. That's the they played, though. Yeah. Game over. The game was over. Five minutes or however long that penalty was in the first period, that game was over. They were toast. Never recovered from it. Once it was, I, I think, 3-1 or 2 nothing. They showed no interest in that game whatsoever. And, and that's what worries me, because it's the goddamn playoffs. You've you got to be diligent 60 minutes. You've got to want that shit. You've got to want it every shift. And that team is sporting Hal Gill on the back line. I mean, give it a break. That flyer defense, two ex-Islander jerk-offs. I mean, Marcus uh-huh. Wright's a good offensive defenseman. He isn't that good. Kimo Tiemann and, and Andy McDonald, your first-line pair? Oh, come on. And the Rangers are getting two goals in a game seven against that? And then you got yeah. this guy, Aikerson, uh, scoring for them. That was, they a don't have, goal, that, that was a fluke goal. That it was. That goal because, was awful. Because it, it hit the defense of the Rangers where Hank was set, then came right back to when Hank was – was kind of setting up for the like I think something into the corner and the guy yeah, just put the puck in that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I mean that was had a off. So, yep. It was. I was and I think a lot of Go ahead. A lot go ahead, Eddie. So, I mean, go ahead. A lot of the goals I saw by the Flyers, except for in game six where it just turned into a fucking shit circus and the Rangers weren't covering anybody in front of the net. There were a lot of fluky goals I thought by the Flyers. I never Vorchek had some nice shots. I think Drew had a nice shot on the 6-on-5 that scored. But a lot of it was just kind of like, oh, it hit Kevin Klein and went in the net. And when, like, I wasn't very impressed by the Flyers. And if you're a Flyer fan, you've got to be like, holy shit, what do we have to do to beat the Rangers at the Garden? I mean, yeah. I know they won game, game two, but we fucking we own them at the guard and I, that's uncomfortable as a Ranger fan that we actually have something on another team it's usually the opposite well that's their style that, they put that style the entire year that, that dump and I'm going to call it Tortoc yeah dump and chase uh, retrieve shots on that traffic the Penguins are, <laughs> have a lot more skill I think than the Flyers do um, in terms of just they, I think they play a more similar style to the Rangers um, which would be interesting to see how they match up because we, we are, we're 2-1-1 one one against the Penguins this year so it's not like we've We've struggled. I just don't know how, especially with the lack of, you know, winning faceoffs. I think they were 36% going into the third period last night. With the lack of winning faceoffs in the defensive zone, especially, like I said, with Crosby and Malkin and uh, Marcel Gotch. Uh, Marcel Gotch. Watch him fucking score, like, five goals against us next round. Uh, um, he's, he's, well, I'm calling He's one of those guys. I'm calling it. Marcel Gotch. Um, he's going to be their Pascal Dupuis against us. Um that's going to be the key for the Rangers because, like I said, once those they, they got a good set of defense and they can move the puck and can shoot in. It, I, I think they'll have an easier matchup in terms of, in terms of when it comes to physicality. I don't think it's going to be as physical as this series. I think it's going to be a lot more speed, and that's what I hope they don't get caught up in because you don't want to go 
play a game where it's back and forth, back and forth, um, especially with a team like the Penguins. I just think if if, if it comes – but, see, I'm not afraid of that if it's – the second line is going. Because I think in a speed matchup, I'm taking Zuccarello and I'm taking Broussard and Pouliot and open end-to-end thing. I'm taking them, even though with some of the Penguins guys who are granted, I mean, they're superstar caliber. But when when that line is going, the Rangers go. And I think that's the key. And, again, I think they've got to be working on all cylinders and they in order to beat the Penguins. Am I saying in six, I'm going to pick the Rangers no matter what? I'll probably say seven because, uh, you know, I, I can't see the Rangers ever doing anything easy. They've given me no reason to believe they're ever going to do anything easy. So I'm picking the Rangers in seven. seven. I, like the Rangers well, in, <clears throat> I like the Rangers in nine. <laughs> um, before I head off, I'll say six. I will say um, – I think Rick, like I said, Rick Nash is snake bit. I think he will score tomorrow, and I think they will win tomorrow. I'll go on, I'll go on that one. I think Rick Nash okay. scores a goal tomorrow, probably even two, and they win tomorrow. And then uh, we'll, we'll see how that ends up when I call in there next time you guys have a show. Hopefully Eddie's not late. <laughs> so look at him. He even gets a jab in, too. I like this guy. <laughs> All right, easy, Dimitri. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Guy brought his jokes. He did. All right, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna, my official prediction, I am going to say Rangers in six. And I am simply going to base that on, I think they will get one in Pittsburgh, and they will win at home, and that's it. They will, they will, that's it. They'll get one in Pittsburgh and win their home games. So we'll go okay. with, I will go with Rangers in six. I will stick. I will, I will, I will get in Joe Catroni's car and if we have to, we'll Thelma and Louise right off the goddamn cliff together. <laughs> wow. Excuse the Rangers me. win this series, uh, uh, like oh. he says. I may go down to Tennessee and give him a big kiss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He so, likes it. <clears throat> uh, I guess we will figure out when we're going to be on next, uh, whether it be tomorrow night or sometime Saturday or Sunday night or something. I'll call you. I would like, yeah, I would like to have not like after the first game, but maybe after the second or third game. First game, I want to kind of just enjoy, soak it in. Because the first game is always kind of like, I can't get a gauge on the series right away. I need to have like two games kind of under my belt before I okay. can get some opinions going. So, so then uh, you know, game well, Sunday's, Sunday's game is a, is at seven thirty Eastern. So, uh, barring an, an overtime, you know, overtime game, maybe we'll just uh, we'll shoot for ten thirty Sunday night post game, East Coast. Yeah, time. that sounds good. Okay, that sounds good. All right, everybody, enjoy the games, and uh, we will see you guys Let's Sunday go night. Let's go Rangers. Good night, everybody. Good night.